Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's 200 bucks to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on three and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text Next Step to 533-42 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Dot com in Kansas, one eight seven 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 zero stop in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit one eight hundred gambler.net in West Virginia or call one eight hundred five two two four seven zero zero in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gambling helpline ma.org or call eight hundred three two seven fifty fifty four twenty four seven support in Massachusetts or call one eight seven seven eight hope. NY or text Hope NY in New York. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. What's up, guys? Welcome into another episode of the Wolverine live recruiting show. I am your host, EJ Holland, and we are here to answer all your questions when it comes to Michigan recruiting. But before we do, we do have a special message from one of our great sponsors. It's My Perfect Franchise. Are you ready to leave the corporate rat race behind for the all-American dream? Looking for a side hustle while working for your current job? Wanting to diversify, build wealth, or leave a legacy? Andy can help. Andy Ludicky is a franchise consultant as well as a franchise owner and helps people find franchises that fit their skill sets, financial requirements, time to commit, and more. His services are 100% free, and he's here to help you if you have any questions about business ownership. That's Andy Ludicky at www.myperfectfranchise.net. You can email him at andy at myperfectfranchise.net or you can call him 
at 404-973-9901. Again, that's Andy Ludicky at 404-973-9901. He's also available to set up Zoom calls. So if you guys really want to know more about owning a franchise, Andy Ludicky is your guy. Franchises are exciting. I mean, imagine owning a Sheets gas station. It would be Zach Libby's dream. Or imagine owning a Chick-fil-A or a Canes or a Whataburger, bringing Whataburger to new states. That could be you. Contact Andy Ludicky today. All right, guys, we already have a super chat here from Josh Jackson, and he says, EJ over scum web. EJ and especially Libby are the most underrated in covering recruiting in the nation. Well, thank you, uh, Josh Jackson. Uh, our Zach Libby is extremely underrated and has been doing a great job over at the Wolverine. And speaking of the Wolverine, you can actually sign up today for just $1 for one year or um, get 50 per, I'm sorry, $1 for one month. Uh, just want to correct that. Not one dollar for one year, one dollar for one month, or get fifty percent off if you sign up for a full year over at thewolverine.com. So if you want to uh, get the best Michigan recruiting coverage, period, with an exclamation mark, go over to thewolverine.com and sign up today. Uh, but we also provide free coverage here on our YouTube channel, so make sure to like this video and subscribe to our YouTube channel for free. We are uh, on the road to 27,000 subscribers. So the more you guys like and subscribe, the more questions we get, the more discussion we have. So let's get right into it. And I want to start off with uh, Jim Printable. He was here early and he's asking a transfer portal question. Guys, just to clarify, I have nothing to do with the transfer portal. Our team guys handle the transfer portal. So I'll be skipping the transfer portal questions unless they pertain to recruiting. So sorry to Jim, uh, Chris Ballas, Anthony Broom, and Clayton Safey are your go-to guys for Transfer Portal. Uh, and that's largely because, and I know a lot of people have asked why I don't do Transfer Portal. It's largely because I don't watch college football. And I don't watch college football, not because I don't want to watch college football necessarily, uh, but I'm at high school games every Saturday. So that means I don't know how these guys are performing. I don't really know how these what these guys bring to the table. I don't really know what Michigan really needs. I, I only had a chance to watch two Michigan games this year. So, yeah, I mean, when it comes to transfer portal, I view it more as roster management. So, I, you know, and I, I'm the type of guy that if I'm covering something, I need to be 100% all in. I can't just cover transfer portal on the side or basketball on the side or something like that. So that's why I'm all in on recruiting. So for transfer portal questions, make sure to hit up Chris Ballas, Anthony Broom, and Clayton Safey here on our YouTube channel. They host a lot of great shows as well. Let's go down to Go Blue 81 for some real recruiting. And he says, do we have any news on how the house visit went with Gatlin Bear. So looked like Jim Harbaugh was having a lot of fun. He was exchanging uh, hats out there in potato land. Uh, so it looked like he was having a good time. I mean, we're continuing to hear positive things with Gatlin Bear, including how this in-home visit went. I had a great story up with his head coach, Cameron Anderson, who's been heavily involved in his recruitment and has been serving as a bit of a guide for the family since he went through it with Colston Loveland, who obviously is now at Michigan. 
you know, Oregon had its in-home as well. I think both in-home visits went well. I, I do think Michigan and Oregon are still the clear schools at the top. If Gatlin Bear had to make a decision today, I would definitely say it would be Michigan. You see Michigan has the heavy lead on the on-three recruiting prediction machine. But I think the biggest thing we have to see here is when Gatlin decides. I know he still has a little bit of worry in regard to the situation at Michigan right now. What will really you know, come from the sign-stealing scandal situation? Is Jim Harbaugh going to express interest in the NFL again this offseason? You know, I think that's something that's really important to bear, obviously, as he gets ready to head on a two-year mission. And we mentioned it on yesterday's show with Zach. You know, when you go on those two-year missions, I mean, you are basically disconnected from society. You can really, you know, only use email and Facebook to communicate with your family, but it's limited to, I, I believe, like one day a week or something like that. The uh, internet is unavailable for the most part, aside from like the Facebook and email um, you know, the phone that you have is provided by the Mormon church. So you're just kind of just completely disconnected for two years. So Gallon wants to make sure he's finding a place that, you know, he, he knows he's going to it where there's stability and he doesn't have to worry about anything. And he's fully focused on his mission. Now, a lot can change in two years, right? It's, you know, even if he were to pick Oregon and it seems like Dan Lanning is, you know, fully locked in, you, you don't know what will than at Oregon either, right? You know, when Andrew Gentry made his decision to pick Virginia, he thought that everything was stable with Bronco Mendenhall. And fast forward two years, and it obviously wasn't. And he ended up switching to Michigan. So, you know, that is important to bear. But also at the same time, you know, I, I think that it's, it's tough to really look that far ahead. I don't think anything really matters with bear until he actually gets on campus, you know, two years from now, you know, would it be great for Michigan to land him? Of course, because, you know, it's more probable that he'll stay with Michigan, even if Harbaugh leaves or something happens two years from now. Um, but he really, you know, we won't really know for sure, for sure until 2026. And, you know, I, I've seen some questions about bear's scholarship and his scholarship wouldn't count towards this class. It would count towards the 2026 class. Um, yeah, I mean, he wouldn't enroll until that year. He has that two-year mission in Dallas. But overall, to answer the question, I think things went well. I think, you know, Michigan is in the lead right now. I think that, you know, it, the longer it goes, probably the better for Oregon. But even then, you know, I don't think anything will be really decided at Michigan for a while. So, you know, I, I like Michigan's chances here. And I say when he'll decide because it's looking unlikely that he'll decide during the early period. He may commit at the All-American Bowl in January. He may wait until the late period. Something that uh, Coach Anderson told me that was interesting was Gatlin actually leaves for his mission on February 13th, I believe. And that's a week after the late signing period. So he does have the luxury of time to wait and see if anything really shakes at Michigan. But right now I would give the Wolverines the advantage. Um, but that kind of, you know, Gatlin being hesitant is probably the reason that Zach and I haven't put in uh, predictions yet.
GoBlue81 back with another one. And he says, do we know who else is getting in-home visits before the dead period starts? Um, yeah, so Michigan uh, obviously made in-homes with Gatlin Bear yesterday and uh, also had an in-home with Lugard Edgapai. Now, I do not believe Jim Harbaugh was on that visit. I believe it was Dylan Roney who's now able to get uh, on the road because Chris Partridge is no longer on staff. So it opened up a spot for a staffer to get on the road. Um, so I, I believe it was him, uh, defensive coordinator, Jesse Minter and defensive line coach, Mike Elston. And Eric Pai is, um, you know, arguably the most important edge guy left on the board. It doesn't look like Deshaun Warner is really going to happen. It doesn't look like Michigan's going to make that run at Elias Rudolph again. So Edgar Pye got a visit yesterday. I reported that earlier in the week, but I, I just, I haven't seen a ton of fans really get too excited about Edgar Pye. I feel like my in-home visit report from a few days ago that it was going to happen kind of just went under the radar. <laughs> like nobody ever read it. Um, but I mean, this is a guy they really like, I mean, he's six, seven, 215 pounds, a lot of upside. I know there's questions about him later on. So we'll talk about him later on. But, um, aside from those two guys, aside from bear and Eric Pai, um, it's mostly going to be, um, guys that are early enrollees. Actually, I'm checking with David Pali Pali to see if he has an in-home visit set up. Uh, I still feel really confident in my prediction there, but uh, aside from those guys, probably more so. Um, the early enrollees. I mean, you saw Harbaugh make a visit with Blake Frazier yesterday. Um, they saw Hogan Hansen on Monday. They've already seen Jeremiah Beasley. There's uh, an in-home visit scheduled with Jacob Odin coming up pretty soon. Uh, I know Minter is currently seeing Nichols and Baxter. They're set to see Jaden Smith and Jake Wanera on Thursday. So, yeah, I mean, as far as in-homes go, going to mostly be with some of these early enrollees. And, you know, Jim Harbaugh won't be on every single in-home visit. Um, you know, it'll kind of be him and uh, the defensive staff making the rounds, and you see him uh, posing there with Beasley. So, yeah, I mean, mostly early enrollee type of guys. I I'm interested to see if Ron Bellamy makes an in-home with Nitro Tuggle, I'm going to check in on that. Um, I'm sure Zach will have more on that as well at some point. So we'll see if anybody else pops up, but that's it for the most part. Um, let's go down to John A. Schultz. And he says, if Dante Moore transfers to Michigan, how does this affect quarterback recruiting in 2025? Would they still look to add another quarterback to pair with Smith? Let's assume that Bryce Underwood goes to LSU in this scenario. Um I don't think they would add another quarterback in that scenario. I, I keep saying Hassan Longstreet because I know Michigan is intrigued by him. So I would say he's really the only possible guy I could see in that scenario. But I think that, you know, if they're able to get Dante Moore, they would probably still look at another guy in the portal as well. Like I, I feel like they're going to look at the portal for potentially two quarterbacks. So We'll see how that shakes out. John A. Schultz says, if UM flips Poly Poly, does that affect 2025 recruiting with him? Nose tackle wouldn't be as huge of a need, or do you simply target a nose tackle every cycle? I think when you run a scheme like Michigan, you target a nose every cycle regardless. Uh, so I don't think landing Poly Poly would change anything. 
On top of that, Polly Polly is not like a Kenneth Grant type of nose. Like he's, you know, a little on the, not necessarily short. He's about six, two and a half, six foot three. He's already a rock solid 315 pounds. The dude's built like a unit. I don't think he'll add that much more weight. Like he'll probably play at around 330. Um, I think he's going to play some three technique as well and, and bounce around from, from the three to the nose. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I think they still desire a guy with a little more length. Poly Poly has a, a little bit of a, you know, shorter reach. And he, like I said, he's has a more compact build. So I think they want those like towering nose guys like Kenneth Grant. Like I, I think Kenny G's like 6'4", six, 6'5", six, and he's really long and has a really big kind of more wide frame he's not a compact guy like poly poly is and so I, I think they want that type of guy next cycle and you know they've looked at guys like uh bryce jenkins who i went to see last weekend amir leonard Jean charles who's visited a couple of times dylan battle who is on campus for the purdue game so i think they'll still you know be full steam ahead looking for you know kenneth grant style type nose as opposed to Polly Polly, who can, you know, switch between between that three and, and, and that nose. Uh, Johnny Schultz back with another one. He says, what is your favorite dinosaur? I am a fan of a stegosaurus. Um, I'm not really in the dinosaurs like that. My my wife does make me watch those things on the Discovery Channel. I would say like maybe a pterodactyl because they can fly or like a raptor because they're basically big chickens i don't i don't know i know my wife likes a plesiosaur i feel like if, if zach's actually in the background right now i feel like if zach had a favorite dinosaur it would probably be something like really lame like he'd just go with like a triceratops like a child so anyway it looks like he's nodding it's his it is his favorite um let's go down to no he's he's saying it's not maybe maybe he likes t-rexes um Oh, he's saying yes, a T-Rex, which was also a lame answer, right? Like just, you know, something a, a school child would like. Now let's go down to John A. Schultz again. And he says, what happened to all the Deshaun Warner potential flip buds? Is he going to stay at Kansas? So for those of you that don't know, Michigan offered on 300 edge Deshaun Warner out of Arizona, who is committed to the Kansas Jayhawks, uh, known as a great basketball power, football not so much. Uh, Zach Levy did go out to Arizona to see him. And at the time, it looked like Michigan was have a, was going to have a chance to flip him. And after Zach spent some time with him, our optimism level went down. It seemed like those around the programs, those around the Michigan program lost optimism as well. Warner has been pretty solid with Kansas, man. I mean, Michigan wasn't the only school that offered. Ohio State also came in with an offer of its own, but he hasn't visited any schools as of today. We're not expecting um, Michigan to host Warner for an OV. So he's kind of just completely fallen off. And that makes Lugard Edipai a really important target, right? Like there's no other real edge possibility right now. So I would say Warner probably sticks with kansas and i know you know like i said kansas isn't a big football power but he just likes the fact that they believed in him early on let's go ahead and go down to tyson smith he says is that at pie kid any good will we land him uh i think he's a project but i think he has a ton of upside and you see on three is really buying 
into the upside. He is ranked as an on 300 prospect. You know, it's interesting. Zach and I were at a Bishop McNamara game last year against Nicholas Harbor, but I think he was injured. So we didn't get to see much of him um, and not a lot of, you know, film on him. Zach showing you some right now on the screen. He didn't get his first power five offer until October, but I think on the screen, you can see the size or not necessarily the size. He's not really filled out, but you can see the length and just how big of a body he is. I mean, at six foot seven, that's a pretty large human. I feel like I'm, you know, a pretty standard height at six foot one. This guy like absolutely towered over me when I saw him um, at his school a few weeks ago. I mean, he looks like a basketball player, like a power forward that needs to add some weight. But, uh, you know, the length is there, the ability is there, and that's why his stock has kind of risen here in, uh, in the fall. I actually spoke to an SEC coach that I saw on the road this past weekend that personally evaluated Lugard, and he said that he was really close to offering, but he had some other guys on the board already. But he said that Michigan would be a great spot for him because of because of its ability to develop pass rushers and because Ben Herbert is able to add weight on guys frames. And uh, I think Lugard would be a good fit at Michigan. I think they would maximize his talent. And again, you see that those few cuddle clips, you, you see the length and the athletic ability there. Um, and will Michigan land him? Look, I think right now Michigan's in a good spot. The in-home visit went really well. Stafford Dylan Roney is connecting with him, um, you know, on a personal level. I think defensive coordinator Jesse Minter and Mike Elston made a good impression on him as well. He likes the edge production. He likes the academics. Now it's all about getting him on campus for an official visit, and that is slated to take place next week. Florida State, Texas A&M are probably the other two big contenders, but I think it's too close to call right now. Let's go with our super chat here from Devon Robinson, 999. Shout out to you, Devon Robinson. Remember, guys, if you do submit a super chat, you uh, do get to skip the line. And uh, it does help us out as that money goes directly to our travel budget so we can continue to see top recruits around the country. And also, you know, it looks like we have more than 130 people in here watching live. So make sure to click that like button and subscribe so we can get even more discussion. But Devon says, any last-minute coaching moves that would open up flip opportunities, like if Jim Knowles gets Duke? Yeah, it's tough, man, because we're two weeks out, right? So, And, and most of these kids are going to sign during the early period and already have plans, and especially the early enrollees already have plans to get on campus and who they're going to room with and things of that nature. So... You know, I'm not sure. I mean, when you look at Ohio State specifically with, with Jim Knowles, I think the two guys that obviously come to mind are Bryce West and Aaron Scott. But those guys seem pretty locked in. It looks like they want to be at Ohio State no matter what. Um, you, you obviously you had a change at Texas A&M, but most of those kids, you know, are uh, probably looking for some type of NIL opportunities um yeah i can't really think of a late opportunity you know I, the only thing that i can really say that that's kind of come around here is usc firing alex grinch that's opened up the opportunity to flip david poly poly away from the trojans and i really like 
where Michigan is trending in that recruitment. But right now we haven't heard any other buzz of, uh, you know, coaching changes or assistance leaving, opening up uh, opportunities for Michigan to make some late runs. All right, let's get back to, I believe we were uh, Tyson Smith. And he said, did Bryce Underwood visit yesterday? He did not visit yesterday. Um, <laughs> I mean, that was a whole convoluted mess. Uh, Zach Libby was on top of it. It was hilarious because Zach was at Belleville literally talking to Bryce Underwood when one of the other Michigan reporters posted that he was in the film room with Kirk Campbell. So obviously bad sourcing there. And then another reporter posted that uh, I, something along the lines of, I didn't really see that, something along the lines of he was going to visit and meet with Kirk Campbell and the strength staff. And there were plans for Underwood to make it to campus because Jeremiah Beasley uh, was there. Beasley's already done with school and stuff, but it didn't end up working out. Um, and, you know, that's why you can trust us, guys, because we have boots on the ground. We're constantly out there seeing recruits and setting up times to meet with them and their coaches and talking to, to everybody involved in their recruitment. But it's always great to talk to the recruits themselves. And so I think with Bryce Underwood's recruitment specifically, there have been a lot of people talking for Bryce. And if you go to the Wolverine, you know, basically all of our interviews in regards to Bryce Underwood are with Bryce Underwood himself. Um, so he can speak for himself. He's the number one player in the country. And Zach had a great interview over at the Wolverine.com where Bryce kind of clears things up. So to answer the question, no, he was not on campus. Um, he is, you know, maybe looking to get to campus. Michigan would like that to happen. I think it's imperative for him to have a one-on-one -on -one meeting with Jim Harbaugh before the dead period. Um, you know, which takes place December 18th. So they have a little less than two weeks to get him back on campus uh, to meet with him. So yeah, we'll see how it shakes out, but he did not make it to Ann Arbor yesterday. We have a new super chat from Shane Johnson. He says, EJ, I get the, I get the M still for some reason can't Figure out the NIL game, but Bryce Underwood is a once in a 20 year prospect. So why can't we get an alum to pony up? And who's your best guess for the 2025 highest signee? Um, that's the the second one's definitely a good question. The first one's just an interesting one because yeah, I mean it's been frustrating. Obviously, we've been told soon for a long time. It seems like the reports of an NIL plan for recruiting are coming soon, are coming soon. That's all we've heard for more than a year. And, you know, <laughs> at some point it's not soon anymore, right? So I'm not sure. I mean, I know Jim Harbaugh likes to take care of his guys on the roster first, and Michigan does a great job of roster NIL, transfer portal NIL as well, allocating source resources there. But I think at some point you have to, you know, at least – figure out a way to have enticing NIL for your top of the board recruits, right? It doesn't necessarily have to be everybody in the class, right? You're Michigan, you're going to get top guys regardless. But I think if you can identify about three guys, so like this year, I would go with like Underwood, DJ Pickett, and, you know, Andrew Marsh or Talon Taylor, or some, you know, game changer type of receiver, I would, uh, 
I would maybe figure out an NIL plan for them. Now you did have the, uh, the booster that was found out uncle T and I know he was trying to figure out something with Underwood. Uh, I'm assuming Michigan is still trying to figure out something with Underwood, but, uh, Look, the Wolverines know what's on the table with LSU, and I think it's going to be really tough to beat that. As far as who's my best guess for a 2025 highest rated signee, it would be DJ Pickett because I had a great interview with his mom. She went to Michigan. You know, she has an NIL plan ready. She, you know, isn't going to let DJ touch his money until after he graduates from college. So I think. DJ Pickett is a unique situation in that he is a five-star number one safety prospect in the country, but he has a really good, you know, foundation with his parents. They already have a really great plan and they see the value of things like Empower and the way Michigan is approaching NIL. So I could really see Pickett uh, being that, you know, anomaly five-star that picks Michigan in 2025. So appreciate Shane for the super chat. Remember that money goes directly to our travel budget and you get to skip the line and we get to go out and see recruits on the road. So we don't have a web of lies uh, coming from other people. And we actually uh, are out there uh, getting information directly from recruits. And yes, we did answer your question. Tile uh, fires 1580. He Bryce Underwood again was not in Ann Arbor yesterday. Let's go back to the questions and we are running low on time guys. I see 170 people in. So make sure to get your questions in if you have them and also like this video and subscribe to our YouTube channel for free. Uh, ben Rickett says, how many commits do you think Michigan will receive this month in 24 and 25? I could see them finishing with three more guys. I could see them flipping David Polly Polly from USC. I could see them closing with Gatlin Bear. I could see them closing with Luger Edipaye. Like I said, that race is too close to call right now, but I think we'll know more after his OV. So potentially three guys in 24, maybe two if they miss on Edipaye and or, or maybe even one if Bear waits all the way to February. So between one and three for 2024, I think things are trending well with a lot of 25 guys. I'm not sure we'll see a commit this month. I think some of those guys just want to see how the offseason plays out, just with a few question marks still lingering around the Michigan program. But some good buzz with guys like Eli Owens and Jalen Williams, uh, Jamari Deloach. So, you know, we Marcus Wimberly, who, you know, easy transition to this next question. What are your thoughts on Marcus Wimberly? And do you think we could see him commit soon? Uh, I know that uh, Zach reported his mom didn't make the trip with him for the game. It was just him and his dad. So I think they want to get back in the winter um, to see Michigan again with his mother. And I think if everything goes well on that visit, I could easily see Michigan closing with Wimberly, but I like him. You know, he's only a three-star prospect, but he's a guy that Jay Harbaugh identified really early. Jay Harbaugh is one of the best evaluators uh, on staff. He has great closing speed. He's willing to strike people. Comes from a really small town, so competition is certainly not great. But you can see the uh, that closing speed and that athleticism on film and the, you know, the ability to be a dynamic playmaker on both sides of the ball. So I do like him and I do think that Michigan leads. And I think, you know, Zach's done a great job of being on top of that one. And, and we're feeling confident about our predictions, especially with him recently decommitting from Arkansas.
Let's go back to Tyson Smith. He says, uh, will Carter Smith stay if we land Underwood? Uh, that's an interesting question. I think, you know, we'll play it by ear and see what happens if that situation does arise. But I did talk to Carter and his dad about it, and they both basically said the same thing. Competition's part of the game. And, you know, if, if Michigan took another quarterback in this class, they wouldn't, you know, really mind. I think Zach wrote uh, that he talked to Bryce after the visit and he didn't really interact with Carter. So I don't think there's much of any type of relationship there or anything. But, uh, you know, I know Carter does love Michigan. I know he's an extreme competitor. I know he wants to build the 2025 class. So I think that, uh, you know, it's tough to come in with like the number one recruit in the country. But maybe you see like a Georgia situation where they had Puglisi, who's still rated pretty high, and, uh, and Dylan Rayola come in. Let's go back down to Tyson Smith again. He says, you order a pizza. You can have three toppings, a meat, a veggie, and one of your choice. What do you go with? I would go with pepperoni and sausage for sure. Um, and then my vegetable would probably be um, either bell pepper or mushroom. Um, it depends. Depends on the place. You know, there's a, you can get a really good pepper, pepperoni and sausage deep dish in Chicago at my spot, Pequot's. Uh, mushrooms always solid. Um, usually our combo here in the house, because my wife desires it, is pepperoni, jalapenos, and pineapple, though, you know, I didn't really get into pineapple until late. I'm sure Zach would just go with like pepperoni, anchovies, and something else, onions, like some nasty pizza from Little Caesars. Um, let's go down to Tyson Smith, and he says... Do you like any other Michigan writer? Um, you know, I promise, guys, that I, I'm not a mean guy. Uh, and it actually wasn't like this on the Texas beat, which is funny. But, uh, you know, if I were to pick a Michigan writer that I like that's not Zach or anybody that I work with, it would definitely be Isaiah Hole. I think Isaiah Hole does a really good job with his site. I met Isaiah when I was younger and uh, just really cool guy. Does, you know, solid work. Um focuses on his craft and yeah, just does really solid guy, solid job, man. Like overall, I don't think anybody has anything bad to say about Isaiah Hole. I think his, you know, everybody respects what he does. So yeah, Isaiah Hole uh, is definitely the one guy that I would go with. Uh, you know, I would love to, to get Isaiah Hole over at the Wolverine. So maybe I'll do some recruiting. Uh, let's go down to RJ Hines. And he says, do we have a shot at Deej Galloway? If so, would we still have a shot if OSU offers? So RJ's referring to uh, Dwayne Galloway, who's a top 100 recruit per on three, uh, cornerback out of Ohio, six foot two, 175. Zach knows a lot more about him than I do. Michigan's uh, in the lead on the on three recruiting prediction machine. I'd say Michigan's done a really good job of him early on. You know, Steve Klinkscale's not going to shy away from recruiting guys in Ohio just because he had, you know, bad luck with Bryce West and Aaron Scott. And both those recruitments were uphill battles. He did a great job of getting in on Galloway early. Ohio State hasn't offered yet. Michigan, you know, just beat Ohio State for the third straight time. So I think an Ohio State offer would definitely mean a lot to him, especially with him being a Columbus kid. 
I think Michigan definitely has a, a real shot in this recruitment either way. Let's go down to Jeff M. He says, Michigan has one of the best defensive coordinators and defensive back coaches in the country and a highly sophisticated defensive scheme. Why can't they recruit more elite cornerbacks? Cornerback is a premium position. So when you talk about premium positions, you know, I think about the skills, quarterback and the skills, the running back wide receiver, offensive tackle, like premier offensive tackle, defensive lineman and corners would be the ones that come to mind. And those are the positions that I think command the most NIL. So I think, you know, your simple answer is NIL. I think any corner in a fair game would love to play at Michigan. You see the success that Will Johnson's having. You see Jesse Minter's bright mind in his NFL scheme. Clink scale, you know, I think keeps it real and guys connect with him well. Um, but I think NIL is the biggest factor. Uh, at the same time, Michigan already has a top 100 guy in Chris Ewald. You know, I think it's imperative to keep him. Now, secondary as a whole is extremely strong in the 2025 recruiting class. So Minter and Klingscale need to find a way to get around the NIL stuff and close with some top targets. Uh, like I said, a lot of talent in 2025. William Cawthorn says, is it really worth it going hard in recruiting when they're not happy they can bounce in a year? Why not just go in the portal? Because you're already recruiting kids that aren't happy. <laughs> I mean, you're recruiting kids that aren't happy and might not be culture fits. And when you're a school like Michigan, you need to find specific kids that fit the culture that you've built. You, you know, you don't want to turn into a school that solely relies on transfer portal. You need a foundation uh, for the future of your program. And that's still with recruiting. Andrew Render says, thoughts on Brady Pretzoff. Uh, so we have confirmed that Brady Pretzoff is a preferred walk-on. He is not a scholarship offer, even though uh, Zach and I were literally working on this right before the show started. So Brady Pretzoff uh, from Gaylord, Michigan, tweeted out that he had an opportunity to play at Michigan. Normally when guys tweet out opportunity, that means preferred walk-on. However, Brady is ranked as the number 219 recruit in the country per on three, a 91 rating. And he is actually committed to a P5 school in Minnesota. Michigan State is working hard to flip, on, flip him. He's actually making an official visit there this weekend. He would be the ninth highest rated recruit in Michigan's 2024 class. <laughs> it's insane that he's rated that high. Um, I don't have many thoughts on him as a player. I don't know anything about this guy, so I'm not gonna pretend like I do, but I will say his ranking on on three is absurd and uh, he is a preferred walk-on target. William Cawthorn says, is it worth trying to flip Gatlin if he can just sign where he wants after his mission? So he's no longer a flip target. He already decommitted from Boise State um, and it is worth it because like I said, you. When you go on a mission trip, and it's not a trip, I shouldn't say that. It's when you go on a mission, uh, it's kind of offensive to say trip. So if you do say mission trip, uh, I would advise not to say that anymore. It is a mission. When you go on a mission, you are kind of just away from everything. So that's why I said it's important for Gatlin to make a decision now because he wants to lock in on serving his religion and being fully focused on his mission. And, you know, these 
mission guys are more likely to stick with the schools they commit to. Now, you do have situations where things do change, and you saw that with Andrew Gentry, but more than likely, if he picks Michigan, he would stick with Michigan unless, you know, something dramatic happened at the end of that mission. Let's go down to Courtney Harper. Uh, what size of class do you think we'll finish with in 24? Who do we have chances to finish the class with? So the big names on the board, uh, receiver are Gatlin Bear and Nitro Tuggle. Uh, on defense, you have David Palepale as well as uh, Lugard Edekpai. I think they do flip Palepale from USC. Um, so, you know, that would bump them up to 26. And then I think they can get one of or both of Bear and Edekpai. I do think they'll miss with Nitro Tuggle. So potentially three more. And remember, Gatlin Bear wouldn't count towards the scholarship numbers. Let's go down to Ralph Melvin. He says, what do you think is better? What do you think is the better quarterback prospect, Dante Moore or Bryce Underwood? Who do you think is a better prospect? Um, Underwood, if Underwood and Moore were in the same class, I feel like Underwood would have still been rated higher. But I mean, both are, you know, both were with Moore. He was a five-star guy. Uh, Bryce is a five-star guy, but obviously the number one recruit in the country. Justin says, can we try to flip Aaron Scott or Bryce West? Probably not. Um, let's go down to, uh, sorry guys. I think we had a lot of discussion here. Newber says, so do you see all the 24 commits staying? Yes. Um, you know, the only commit that we're maybe tracking here, you know, obviously the linebackers with Chris Partridge leaving, but you know, Jaden Smith has his in-home this week and he has his official visit next week and things seem to seem to be fine there cole sullivan seems to be fine um you know so i don't think there's anything going on with the linebackers zach ludwig's locked in so yeah i mean the only guy we're kind of monitoring a little bit now is brady Prescorn. his brother plays at old miss and lane kiffin is personally trying to make a push in that recruitment. So we are tracking that. I don't think it's going to turn out to be anything, but it is worth mentioning that Ole Miss is uh, looking at pre-scorn. And that answers your question as well, Tile Fires, who asked if uh, there should be any worry about commits flipping elsewhere. Um, and Seth Floyd says, Sam Webb versus EJ Allen should headline Summer Slam this year. Well, wrestling is fake. So, and uh, I said, if I did a celebrity boxing match, all I would do is uh, jab and run around. I think you would get tired after like 30 seconds. Uh, let's go down to, was that at the last comment? Uh, and remember guys, sorry that I didn't, uh, didn't do any transfer portal news. Our team guys at the Wolverine.com put up a transfer hot board and had some other transfer stuff going on. So uh, Zach and I only handle recruiting. So yeah, I don't, um, I don't do any, any transfer portal questions. So sorry guys, there's one more question. So last question, oh no, two more questions. So uh, second and last one here, go blue exclamation, but this is your last call for a super chat. If you want to get a question in, but we are cutting it off with CJ bike 1024 after this one. And he says, go blue, exclam go blue exclamation mark says, is there any possibility Jordan flip Jordan ship might flip or is he solid to North Carolina? 
I think uh, ship is is solid. I think the ship has uh, sailed. I guess you can never rule anything out, but uh, I I don't see Jordan ship flipping. And last question of the night comes from CJ Mike ten twenty four, and he says, "Can we get Riley Pettijan and Nathaniel Uso Botang at the linebacker spots?" Well, that's asking a lot. That's two of the best linebackers in the country. I do think Michigan has a shot with both of them. You know, Pettijan. Uh, top 100 kid out of Texas visited for the spring game. Absolute monster, man. I saw this kid in game when I was back visiting family in October and uh, man, just a terrific prospect, but you know, Michigan needs to get him back on campus and actually hire a linebackers coach, right? We're not going to know where Michigan sits with a lot of these linebackers until they hire a linebackers coach to replace Partridge. Nathaniel Wusu Boteng hasn't been to Michigan yet, but he is, he did tell me he was interested uh, gave a good reaction quote after Michigan's win over Ohio State. His brother was recruited by Michigan defensive line coach Mike Elston. So there's a, a bit of a tie there, but same time, kind of same thing with Pettijan. Like, can't really predict anything with linebackers until they hire a linebackers coach. Like, I like where they sit with a lot of guys. Like, uh, you know, Elijah Melendez is another one that I'm, I'm really high on. Um, Kamar Archie. Like, there's a lot of potential linebacker prospects out there, but, um, you know, tough with no linebackers coach. All right, guys, appreciate you all for joining me tonight. Make sure to like this video, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Uh, also subscribe to the Wolverine.com today for just $1 for one month or 50% off your annual membership. I will be back next week. Um, every Wednesday, we'll be here to answer your questions and Tuesday, don't miss our uh, show with Zach Libby, where we talk recruiting and have a lot of fun with off-topic questions as well. If you missed yesterday's podcast, you can watch it here on our YouTube channel. And if uh, you are joining late, you can watch the replay here on the YouTube channel as well. We will see you guys next week. Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's 200 bucks to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on three and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text Next Step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Com in Kansas, 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit 1-800-gambler.net in 
West Virginia or call 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gamblinghelplinema.org or call 800-327-5050 for 24-7 support in Massachusetts or call 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY in New York. 